Hi, I'm Nat B, and this is Season 4 of Memoria. Flash memoir adapted into bite-sized audio stories using sound effects and music. Each episode explores a moment in time that shaped a writer's life. The following story is called Holes in My Sun Hat, and it is written and read by Katrina Mathers. Here is Katrina to tell us how she came to write Holes in My Sun Hat. I was thinking about regret, or in particular that sort of sexual awakening, I guess, that you get when you're, when you're a teenager. You're not quite a teenager and you're not a kid anymore. And I had an opportunity with this gorgeous boy for a day with him in his backyard and um, it became a near kiss. And I regretted that it didn't happen for so long uh, until actually we did, we did kiss, but it was a long time later and it was, it was just right. And, and so I was thinking about that feeling of how sometimes you have sort of near misses in life and opportunity and you regret it or you feel a certain way about it at the time and then when you reflect back later... Um, you think, well, actually, that was, that was just the right thing at the right time, that it didn't happen. Yes was the answer to mum's question on our way home from my holiday. Wish it wasn't so God-loving, but hey, they had a flying fox, so I still loved it camp. Yes, I had a boyfriend. I was 12, it was clearly time. But, I added, I might have two. You probably shouldn't have two, mum cautioned. How about we narrow it down to one? She took a drag on her alpine. Where do they live? Darren lives in Upway and Adam's in Brighton. Great, said Mum. Brighton's closer, so why don't we make Adam your boyfriend? Okay. She was very practical, my Mum. Adam's body length was longer than his legs. I loved the way he walked. I loved how he told me stories about getting angry sometimes and lonely other times. I loved his Fabergés with hand-drawn cross-hatched texture markings across his thighs. I loved his mullet. It was the 80s. His big nose, long fingers and cheeky, sensitive, charismatic, bloody everything. I could not take my eyes off Adam. Darren didn't make it to boyfriend beyond camp status. He was short. He had a duffel coat, a cool duffel coat and desert boots. I liked them. Darren asked if I'd go with him after we'd played musical chairs and I'd ended up on his lap. And, you know, it might have looked like I really raced to sit on his lap, but actually I just wanted to win. I looked at my toes, twisted a bit, and said, "Okay." I kind of liked the idea of going with someone, even if I didn't really know what it meant. On the very last day in the car park, Adam strolled up to me and asked if he could have my number. Mum was already at the car, waiting. I'd said my goodbyes. I had Darren's number scribbled on the back of the chewy wrapper with a kilometrico pen. No, really, they write on everything. 
and I was still thinking about how I'd approach the whole so do we go roller skating together now initiation. But Adam was Adam, like he was Adam. He was, I didn't even have to find another Chewy wrapper. He'd pre-written his number for me already and had a Kilometrico of his own ready to write down mine. Can I call you when we get home? Uh, sure. Darren wouldn't like this plan. But then Darren did ask me to go with him on the Wednesday. It was now Sunday. And actually, technically, Darren hadn't spoken to me since our one conversation on that Wednesday. I raced back to Mum's car. Adam's number held so tightly in my hand, the sweat started to make the ink run. I blushed so much the whole way home. I swear I could have powered the drive with the heat from my cheeks. Darren called straight after camp, said he'd come over the next Saturday with his friend after roller skating. But Saturday came and he didn't show up. Then Adam phoned. Wondered if I wanted to come over for a swim at his house. They had a pool in Brighton. Oh, that's just up the road, said Mum. Adam's parents asked a lot of questions and nodded. Then they left. Adam and I were on our own. I felt my heart leap out of my mouth and punch him in the face. We chatted, chased, swam, sunbaked, ate, sang, stuff. I lay on uneven brick paving, weeds or bees or something pressing into my shoulders. I didn't care. I was hot and I was in a backyard on my own with this long torsoed boy called Adam. I pulled a straw sun hat down over my eyes to shield the sun. Adam sat up a little. He didn't know I could see him through the holes in my sun hat. I watched like a caged insect looking for a gap to escape. I watched him. He watched me. He looked at every bit of my body. It was brown. I had new bathers, fluorescent green, a two-piece. I was quite proud of them. I had little cherry-pip boobs and I knew he was looking at them. I wished so hard they were bigger. But I felt that they grew just with his look. He shuffled closer, so quietly, so carefully. It took ages. I wanted to say I could see him, but I didn't. My breathing drowned my ability to think. He couldn't see my very, very open eyes burning every moment I could into my forever memory. His hand raised. He thought about placing it over me, but he shied away. Oh, he was breathing steadily. We'd been in his backyard for hours. His parents would surely be home soon. I listened for their car, but all I could hear was sunshine. Adam curled his arm over me so as not to touch. He placed his hand on the ground beyond my shoulder and hovered. The veins in his shoulders pulsed. He looked at my lips. He started to lower himself, closer and closer to my lips. Oh my God, he's going to kiss me. He's going to kiss me. This is the best moment of my whole life. 
and it's about to happen. And so as he got closer and closer, oh my God, he really is about to kiss me. I feigned a stretch, feigned a yawn. He retracted like an hockey strap. I took off my hat and I smiled. Oh, I'm so hot, I said, or something equally as lightweight. And I bounced up like I'd just had years worth of sleep and all the energy of the earth bundled into one move. Then I, very eloquently, I think, dived into his pool. Showing off my bathers, thinking he was about to kiss me. He was about to kiss me. He was about to... Oh, you bloody idiot. And I swam till I nearly expired. I did not want to surface. Ever ever again. Adam did kiss me, but it was not till nearly a year later. Back at that same holiday, we're not really Pentecostal, but we do like a lot of choreographed clapping when we sing camp. No Darren, no sun hat, no tricks, no misunderstanding, and no regrets. So right now I'm working on a feature screenplay. Um, this is something that I wrote actually a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, and I only ever had it in hard copy because the hard drive at that time died and you never backed up back in those days. So I'm sort of working from this one hard copy that was written with such innocence and naivety and just revisiting that. So, yeah, it's quite interesting going back to old work and finding new spin on it. I used to be really particular about having a writing space that had to be perfect and it was probably just driven by procrastination of not wanting to, to actually sit down and write. You had to tidy everything first. Now, because I'm a mum and because I work long hours doing other things, I can write anywhere. I use a dictaphone quite a lot and sort of write thoughts just by speaking them and then transcribe them later. I have a, a monthly writers group called Bum Glue Club and actually most of my writing is done there um, and that's just time that I really set aside to write. So I like a clean space and in terms of ritual, so long as the Wi-Fi is off and the phone's off, uh, I'm good to go. My writing goal for 2020 is probably just to finish stuff. I have a lot of things that I've started that uh, I believe in but I probably haven't had the time or the focus to finish and I don't want to lose faith and then try and start something new I, I think yeah I just want to try and finish a few things that I've got on the go there are a number of different writers that inspire me and I think they're all for different reasons and they come at different times it depends on what what I need inspiration for I like the Melbourne writer I think pretty sure she's Melbourne writer um, Anna Spargo Ryan and I, I'm inspired by someone like that not just because I love her books and her writing and her approach but she's a local girl and so I find that connection to how tangible and real it can be for people um, inspiring right now I've just started um, Boy Swallows Universe by, by Trent Dalton yeah and I'm kind of eager to go are we finished yet because I've got to get home and keep reading <laughs> yeah Memoria was written and produced by me, Nat V. Holes in My Sun Hat was written and read by Katrina Mathers. 
Each episode is illustrated by Peter Manning. The story segment was edited by Jen Farrow. Music in this episode is by The Blue Dot Sessions. Memoria comes to you each month. You can listen to our previous episodes or see a schedule of our upcoming episodes on memoriapodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any good podcasting platform. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as $1 a month, you can help support our work. It takes a team of three to put each episode together. A number of days go into selecting, recording, sourcing sound effects, editing, illustrating and publishing each episode. We prefer not to use ads, so please go to our website, memoriapodcast.com, to make a one-off donation or visit our Patreon page. And if you love the show, please leave us a review. Each like or rating is important to us and helps us spread the word. Until next time.